ATC, we support radio. What it do, world? Hey, yo, man, it's your boy Peter Larry Loud, man. And today, y'all are tuned into another episode of the We Support Wednesdays. And today, man, we got the one and only John Connor in the building with us, man. Go ahead and say something to the people, man. What's cracking, man? I appreciate you having me, bro. Man, I appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, taking the time to, you know, even, you know, even be here, man. So what's what's new with you, man? What's new with you, man? I see I see that, you know, that recently over the summer, you know what I'm saying, you headlined, you headlined the Glizzy Fest. That there yeah. was uh that there was a nice uh come out, you know, you brought Ace Cabana out, Cam Taylor and all that out. So man, what's what what's going on new with John Connor and All Star Varsity music, man? Well, yeah, yep, it's uh yep, shouts to Ace Cabana and Cameron Tyler and everybody at All Varsity Music Group, man. And um everything is new, man. Um uh man, putting the label together, getting ready to launch, and uh, I'm just excited about it. Got a bunch of projects on the way. SOS Part Two is on the way. Uh, a mixtape project I got called Delirium, just to give back to my fan base is on the way. A five part docu series called The Road to Legendary about my my life and my journey up until this point. So it's just man, just been stacking up a lot of content to give to the people. My artist Ace Cabana, his project Moon Water is on the way. So 2000. 2021 the end of this year and and all of next year is about to be super crazy me and legendary producer klc from beast by the pound who produced all those big records for no limit and produced move bitch get out the way for ludicrous like me and him did a project together called 24 so i'm just excited man about everything that's about to go down the remainder of this year and all the next year see that's what's up man so look man i heard you i heard you mention the ace cabana project moon water man and it's uh-huh. like when you look on the internet, it's like, it's like, it's huge right now, man. Like everybody keep, you know what I'm saying? Where's Moonwater? Where's Moonwater? Is that something that we can expect y'all to release this year? Or is that something that's rolling into the plans next year? It's on. It's early, early 2022. I'll say that. And yeah, y'all definitely gonna get it. This, this is the thing. Like, um, and I appreciate everybody and ace appreciates everybody that's like wanting it and yearning for that album and just like we see the internet going crazy like you know what i'm saying in the city about moon water we want y'all to go just as crazy when it come out and you know what i'm saying because we're independent artists we're an independent company so just as much as we hear people voices and and hear people saying they want that album like when it drops we want that same support and as they say keep the same energy you know what i'm saying we want everybody to keep that same energy about that project and spread the word when it drops so early next year absolutely Hey, there y'all, look, there y'all have it right there, man. So that way, you know what I'm saying? Because, man, I every time I get on the internet, it's always, man, where where's Moonwater? Even on the, you know what I'm saying? Even on the hood morning, you know, they done uh, started, uh, Christian done started doing the, uh, the little free, the free Moonwater campaign, man. So that there. Well, so you know what's cool about you bringing that up? And, and that's, because uh, you're you from Flint, right? Yeah, I'm, yep, I'm from Flint, man. Born and raised okay. in Flint, man. Flintstone. Okay, cool beans. Well, this is the thing, and I just want to go on record as addressing it. Um, the way that I look at it is you got to think, like, I'm I'm a CEO of a company, right? And Ace Cabana is my artist. So the thing is, I have to look out for, I'm trying to do my best to look out for what's best for him. So the thing is, 
my thing as a CEO is I need as many people as humanly possible to know who Ace Cabana is. You know, you can't just throw projects out because then if you just throw it out without a plan, then you're going to be disappointed. So the thing is for me with Ace Cabana and any artist that's on all varsity music, I want to use my platform and my fan base to grow his audience as much as possible. I want the people in Detroit to want Moonwater just as much as the people in Flint. I want the people in Saginaw to want Moonwater as much as the people in Flint. I do you better. I want the people in New York to want Moonwater just as much as the people in Flint. I want people all the way in California to want Moonwater just as much as the people in Flint want it. So for me, it's like that's my little brother. I love him and he put it, he worked his ass off on this album. So the thing is, as a CEO, I would never just want to put his project out and not give it the biggest push that I could possibly give it. So I think that now was the time, like, man, that boy been recording uh, videos and stacking up content and all of that. So we got a bunch of stuff for everybody that's been waiting for Moonwater, like a bunch of visuals. We got, he made a dope ass album, but I hope that the people understand that. And if you true fans of Ace Cabana, you gonna cop it whenever it dropped, but early 2022. And that's the thing. That was why the delay on Moonwater, because it's like, I wanted to make sure we get his name out to as many people as humanly possible in the city and beyond the city so that when we put it out it could be as successful as a release as humanly possible and that and now that you say that man it makes sense because of the fact like like you say at the end of the day you the ceo so it's like it still go kind of far back on you so it's like if you put it you know what i'm saying so if you put it out too early and it didn't do what the people thought that it should it's do yeah, yeah, people go be like, oh, you know, why Connor ain't do this? Connor, right. could, you know what I'm saying? Connor could have did a little bit more on this to make this happen. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It, it makes it makes sense, man. You know what I'm saying? You moving, you moving with a strategy for us with everything, man. So, Absolutely. and the thing is, bro, when you're in this position, um, you gotta you gotta be willing to either you gotta be down to go sink with your ship. And the thing is, I always look at it like I'll take responsibility for anything that happens that's a part of the plan and the rollout that we set up. But for me, it was like, I'm never going to be pressured to go against the grain of the plan that me and Ace has set out. So it's like, I'm geeked. I'm happy that everybody wanted. Now it's time to drop it. But like you said, you know, uh, you know, if, if it didn't go right or if it doesn't go right, then it's all going to fall on me. So I'm willing to die on my own shield. So that just means like I'm not going to put it out just because a couple people say hurry up and put it out. Because then if it don't do what they think it should do or Ace's expectations or my expectations, I can't blame nobody but myself. So the thing is, at the end of the day, I love Moonwater. The project is crazy. It's done. It's ready to go. So yeah. there you go. Everybody in the city is coming. It's on, man. Hey man, look, being that I'm a Flint media platform, man, can I yeah. can I can I get like it with like like not even now, but like close to the release date, like man, I, I want to be on that list of the people that you know what I'm saying get it ahead of time, man. You know what I'm saying? Like absolutely, no, absolutely. You know what? A friend of mine, Tia Scott, who's the uh the editor now at Flint Side with the Flint Journal and stuff, uh -huh. like she was asking to hear Moonwater as well. And so for the city of Flint and for for people like yourself. Like we wanted to throw like a listening event. So I'll keep you posted and all of y'all to be able to hear the record before it drops. So I'll definitely keep y'all posted on that. That's dope, man. So, so, all right. So we got that, we got that out the way for the people far as with Ace, man. So it's like, how did you, how did, how did Cam, how did Cam Tyler come about, man? Because his music, his music is like, 
dope and and just you know what I'm saying different man like like just like that vibe and everything that that he give off so it's like man how how how, how would you configure in this team because you got you got Cam Howie over there too right yeah, that's a how yep Cam, Cam how okay my fault Cam yep. how okay yep. oh good yes um man um I have to give all credit to Ace Cabana for me meeting Cam Tyler and Cram for Cam Howe and Cam Tyler the stories are similar so I got to give all credit to Ace Cabana my man uh Steve Claybrook Big Steve and my man Joker so uh and Joker is Cam Tyler's manager shouts to him um but like with me I was at a point where I wasn't really trying to hear no new artists, really, like, you know what I'm saying? Because I have kind of been through a lot and working with new artists uh, is difficult sometimes because you might have a plan for them and then they see themselves doing things a different way and it's a lot of pushing and pulling. So I, it was at a time where I wasn't really trying to mess with no new artists, but I was hearing and seeing the things that Ace and, Cam, and the Cams were doing and, like, I became a fan of their music because they're dope artists and then it kind of changed my whole mindset. It was like, you know what? I want to help these dudes. I want to help these cats. Because when I came back from California, I was like, I want to be involved with young artists in the sense that I want to be able to give them knowledge. But I wasn't looking at any other young artists to sign other than Ace. But the thing is, the more I heard their music, it was like, I want to also try to do as much as I can and give them a platform as well, because I feel like they superstars. All three of them cats, Ace Cabana, Cam Howe, Cam Tyler. So it was Ace and Steve continuously coming up to me in the studio being like, you got to hear this. You got to hear that. You got to listen to this music. And after I heard so much music, it was like, yo, they're dope. And they also on my new project, uh, SOS 2, by the way. So that's, like I said, that's me just trying to use my platform to give Cam Tyler and Cam Howe and Ace Cabana um, a platform beyond just Flint for people to hear their music. Okay. Yeah. Cause you had, uh, you had Ace on um, SOS, the first one as well, correct? Yep, absolutely. Okay, so see, yeah, that there, that there was uh definitely dope. So let me ask you this. Um, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, because I I like I be seeing a lot of stuff and just be digging around on Facebook. You actually um take them through like uh, artist development like process to where y'all like have meetings like once once every week or like one, throughout the month to where y'all you know yeah. touch up on a few things, right? Absolutely. Um, well, it's it's uh the 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 learning portion of it is called industry etiquette. It's something that I started doing a long time ago, like when I first started getting into the music business and I started learning that there were certain things that they don't teach you in schools that you need to know when you're getting involved in show business and in the music business. So as I learned more, I was thinking like in Flint, we got to look at it like it ain't no big labels in Flint. It ain't no Atlantic, Sony uh interscope you know def jam it ain't none of those buildings in flint and i think that the people that are born in those cities where those buildings are they kind of got a head start on us people from flint because they grow up just knowing the music business it's second nature to them because they grow up and they cousin work at def jam or they auntie work at interscope in flint we all about gm and truck and bus and all of that type of stuff so we didn't get exposed to certain things in the music business so as i started getting exposed to it i want to give that knowledge and information back to not just my artists but also any young artists that come up to me and ask me questions about show business so yes we do industry etiquette and that's also a part of so our meetings is half school half talking about the projects that we got coming out in the future okay see man and that and, that, and that's what's up like i say man i just be on the internet and i'll be seeing everything and like when i saw that I thought that that was a uh, kind of kind of dope because like I have um I have another segment that I uh have called kicking it with Pete 
And that's pretty much what I was talking about. You know, like artists, just, just pretty much the artist development that needs to be, you know what I'm saying, done and just talked about here in Flint to where like artists know, like, you know, the proper stage etiquette, like, like, you know what I'm saying, knowing how to be on shows on time, like just the actual stage performance, how to connect, you know what I'm saying, with the media outlets and how to reach out to the media outlets. So that there is definitely important. And I'm glad to see that you are, you know, trying to pass that knowledge down, you know, to the upcoming artists here in Flint, man. Absolutely, man. Uh, the the elders say each one teach one. You know what I'm saying? That's oh, what it's yeah. all. I've always felt that way. If you if you hold on to knowledge and don't teach somebody that's trying to get it, I feel like that's a sin in itself, man. So if I got any knowledge that people need, I'm always willing to give it, man. It's to be given and shared. Right. So, man. So so when you so when you first started coming up, man, and like I said, correct me if I'm wrong, like you really started off on what I call because I, I, I wanted to do it myself. You started off like on a on a poor man tour kind of thing where it's like you started Hitler circuit. Yeah, like like the where you started off like on a greyhound and everything, just moving around, pushing your music, right? So like, well, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So like, tell me how did that like like how did that come about and like what really gave you the drive and the ambition to really like you know go out so much just far as on a greyhound, you know what I'm saying, and move around and push your music that way. Because I think my mentality was always. Anything that you want to do is going to come with hard work, right? So I felt like music is included in that. You know, like it, music ain't no different than trying to be a lawyer or a doctor or a, a dentist or whatever the case. Like you think about it, if somebody's trying to be a lawyer, then it's like four, eight years of learning that they have to do after, you know, they go through college and high school or whatever. They still got another whole other school that they got to go through to become a lawyer. So the way I looked at it was like, okay since there is no real school like that for the music business it's like my hard work gonna have to come in the form of grinding and doing everything that i could do it's like i knew that music was what i wanted to do without a shadow of a doubt and i was willing to do anything to get it so it was like yo if it ain't no record labels in flint then okay i'm gonna get on this greyhound and i'm gonna take these bus trips and pass my cds out and hopefully you know, somebody will hear my music. Now, I don't know if I would, you know, advise anybody to do that now, but it's like, that's just how bad I wanted it. I was willing to do anything to get it. So that was the best thing, excuse me, that I could think of to do to get my music out there and to spread my music beyond just Flint. It was like, okay, Greyhound bus buses go through a bunch of different cities. So I'm going to just, at every bus terminal, I'm going to pass out my music and get on the bus and then go there and back. And there was some times, man, it was where I was on bus trips for like two days straight and, you know, going where I was going and then two days straight to get back home. So it was a lot of hard work, but it just came from dedication, passion, and me feeling like if this is what I'm going to do in life, then I got to put the work in. And to me, that was just part of putting the work in. Okay. See, and that, and that, and that, and that, uh, and that makes, that makes a lot of sense. So like, man, and with, with your time, cause, cause you've been doing music for what, about 10, 15 years now or longer Before, than that. Since I was 11 years old, man. So it's crazy. Okay. Okay. So like being that you've been doing it since you was 11, like, and now that you're at where you're at in your career right now, like, man, what would you be able to like tell the people that are out there listening was more so like, the hardest obstacle that you had to come across far as with this music? The hardest obstacle you're going to ever come across is yourself. The hardest obstacle is yourself. Those times when it ain't coming or it's not happening as fast as you think it should. And you start thinking them thoughts of, man, I think I should quit. 
Maybe I should give up. Maybe I should do this. You're going to have a lot of times in your life where you are the biggest obstacle and you got to fight that. Everything else you could block out. You could block out other people. You know, um, it, you could block out other people by if somebody's saying something you don't like, just stop talking to them. If you ain't got enough money, go, uh, go do something, go work and get the money. But the thing that will never go away is the, the thoughts inside of your own mind. How do you get rid of those? And that's the thing that you have to overcome, that self-doubt, that when things ain't going your way, you know, those are the biggest obstacles is, is when you telling yourself, man, I don't know if I should still be doing this. And to have to talk yourself off the ledge and kind of encourage your own self to get your head back in the game. So I would say your biggest obstacle is going to be yourself at the end of the day. Okay. Okay. So we got the biggest obstacle out. Now, like, what's your most memorable moment that you didn't had during your career, man? Mm, I got so many, man. Uh, oh, boy. Most memorable moment. Bruh, it's so many. I mean, I mean, I know, I know you signed to Dre, so that there was big. So besides, besides that moment there, what else can you really say was like the most memorable moment where you just be like, man, I, I can't believe that this, that this happened, or you know what I'm saying? Or I was I'm here in this moment. You know what? Cool story. I would say having dinner with Jimmy Iovine, Dr. Dre, and Jay Z probably would be one of those moments where I was sitting at the table. I'm gonna tell you the real. Before Jay-Z got there, I went to the bathroom and like Eminem did on 8 Mile, I had to take the water and splash it <laughs> on my head. Yeah, no, I literally did that. So, so like I had to splash water on my face and be like, bruh, like chill out, just be cool. So I would say probably that's one of my most memorable moments. If, if one could just stick out off the top of my head is having dinner with Jimmy Iovine, Jay-Z and Dr. Dre. It's like, I admired and looked up to all three of them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like growing up and, and coming up wanting to make music. And it's like, yo, I'm I'm sitting, I'm sitting probably with not even probably, I'm sitting with the three most powerful people in the whole music industry. And I'm sitting there watching them talk to each other and watching how billionaires move. And then I'm I'm getting game poured into me by the three most powerful people in the music business. So I would think that. That's probably one of the craziest memories I have. And, and the thing about that is the day before that, I had I was having dinner with Jimmy Iovine, Dr. Dre, and Mary J. Blige. So I would say them two days back-to-back -back would be probably some of the crazy, two of the craziest memories. See, that's dope, man. That's dope. See, yeah, I, that, yeah, being being in that type of room, like, and being being that we kids from Flint, you know what I'm saying? We ain't, yeah. we, we ain't, you, we ain't used to being around stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. like, I, I most definitely would have would have froze up myself, man. So, I'm a, how did how, let me ask you this on the SOS, man? I want to say it's the first song on a project, man, with Kelly Price, man. Like, yes. I, love, I love Kelly Price, man. So, it's like, how did. It's like, how did that, how did that track, how did that track, you know what I'm saying, come, come about? Well, man, um, it came about because Kelly Price is like my big sister in this game. It's been times that I was going through depressions. It was times that I was just being down on myself and Kelly Price was always there anytime I called. I remember one time I was so depressed and sad about stuff that was going on with me in the game and just how things was moving or whatever. She like, yo. I'm about to cook you a dinner. 
You need to get happy. I'm about to cook for you. Man, she made me the craziest dinner ever. I'm talking about she made me like a Thanksgiving dinner, like on just a regular day out of the week. It was uh, oxtail and turkey legs and greens and cabbage and dressing. It was crazy. So that's always been like beyond music, like a big sister to me. She's always been there to kind of be a confidant and, and be somebody who, you know, gave me advice when I needed it. So it was just when I made the record, when I produced the record, thank you. All I could hear was her voice on it. You know what I'm saying? All I could hear was her voice. And shouts out to my homegirl, Ebony Gibson, who actually demoed the record first. But after that, like I had me and Kelly had talked on the phone and she was like, yo, I want to be on your project. Put me on the project that you about to drop. I'm like, cause I had intended for her to be on the next joint, but she like, nah, I want to be on the project you about to drop. And that was what it was. I'm like, yo, I got this record. It got a gospel feel to it. And I could hear you killing this, sent it over to her. She knocked it out, sent it right back. I love Kelly Price with my whole heart, man. That's my big sister. So, so in so many words, it sounds like you really ain't had no choice but to put but to put that, yeah. but to put that track <laughs> together. Like you was trying to wait. She like, no, yeah. let, let's make it happen, man. That, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. And to have, you know what I'm saying, people like that in the industry, you know what I'm saying, to look up to and to be there for you and just, you know what I'm saying, put that nurturing back into you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like when you say she made you that meal and that meal that you named, that's that nurturing putting back into you. That's one of those grandma, auntie, mama meals. Like, boy, you you know how it is in Flint. Like, yeah. boy, get on, get on up and come over here and eat. It was. You know what I'm saying? So, right. It was a it was a beautiful day, and I, I always bring that up to her and tell her she'll never know how much that meant to me. And after the dinner, we both got on our knees, held hands, and prayed. And man, she prayed whatever demons that was trying to get at me off me that day. And I'm forever grateful. That's my big sister, man. See, man, that's what's up, man. So before we wrap things up, man, what was the most like valuable piece of advice that you picked that you feel like that you picked up while being around Dre, man? He told me one time, only respond to what I'm saying, not how what I'm saying is making you feel. And after he told me that, that changed my life. And he told me so much, like, you know what I'm saying, being around that dude for five, six years, like every day you learn being around him. But I would think just in my personal life, in my music life, just in life in general, him saying that changed my life because after that, I realized how much people do that people don't even really be listening to each other they don't be listening to the actual words that somebody's saying they responding to how somebody make them feel well such and such made me feel like this such and such well maybe they didn't mean to make you feel like this focus on what they actually said to you so one of the dopest things that dre ever said to me was jump focus on what i'm saying not how what i'm saying is making you feel that's some of the illest thing advice ever. Yeah, that's that that is that is something that is something to take and stick because like some people do take what people say the wrong way and get straight into their feelings instead of you know what I'm saying right. trying to hear trying to hear the message that's being told yeah. to them, man. It's like somebody could be trying to help you, but you don't like the way that that help make you feel. So you start beefing with them or whatever the case may be. And like you just said, a lot of people do that. So it's like. Now I take my emotions out of every conversation and unless, you know, it's like some other stuff, but it's like, I just, li I listen directly to what someone says to me and just respond to that. Okay. Okay. And man, far as the Flint music scene as a whole, I know that you got your, got your situation going on far as like with your own artists, but like mm -hmm. 
what do you what do you see or what do you feel can happen next far as like with the flint with the flint music scene if all of the pieces of the puzzle get put together right i ain't gonna say like come together and everybody with the unity because we already know that I, I feel like that word get through around too much so i'm gonna just pretty much say the pieces of the puzzle because that's well, what it means well yeah man i love where flint music is headed i love where it's at um I, like far as with like well, YNJ and Louie and Pac-Man and uh, Rio and Mike and like all of them are doing. And then with me still being established in the music business. And then also you got Ace and them coming up and like, man, it's like I, f- I feel like Flint is in the best position I've ever seen it be in since it was MC Breed, Dayton Family and all of them back when I was a kid. But I think that um flint needs to i think we just all need to rock with each other i think collaborations need to happen i think we should start doing things in the community together i think we should throw festivals together i think that we should do and take notes at how atlanta do like you know what i'm saying they all rock with each other they all collaborate with each other they all make sure each other stay eating i think that you know we can take notes from you know, California, Atlanta, these places where when an artist come up, they all lift each other up. You look at New York back in the day, how they all lifted each other up and they stay, uh, they was in each other's videos and they was putting each other on and shouting each other out and all of that. So I think that Flint, we need to just come together and stick together so that we can make sure that it's not just this run happens and then it's over. I think that all of us that are doing things in the music business right now, we need to communicate with each other, talk to each other, collaborate with each other so that it's a kid right now that's 11 years old, we can make it easier for him to get on later where he don't have to go through some of the things that myself or Rio or YNJ or these cats had to go through to get their opportunity in the game. I think if we all keep each other in the game and keep each other popping and shout each other out in interviews and have each other in each other's videos and do songs with each other we will make it to where flint is a mainstay in the music industry to where right because right now the rest of the music business could be looking at it like okay flint having a little run right now they got a couple little artists and that's gonna be over nah we don't want that we want to stay here forever we want to make it to where that little dude right now that's 10 years old get his fair chance in the music industry because of our like artists like us we can just put him on instead of him having to go to new york or la and try to figure it out we can teach them and we can put them on right man and that's and that's definitely and that's definitely what we need here because man flint got flint got all types of talents and just even with you know what i'm saying and just even with the youth like you say man if if the artist that is in the position you know what i'm saying come together and just put put the pieces to the puzzle together and make everything make sense it'll be easier you know what i'm saying for the next generation and being that you know we barely got schools and everything here it'll get these young cats and even you know what i'm saying and even the young females just something positive to do and something positive to, you know what I'm saying? Look up to. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I, I, I really think that that's the key and that's the answer and shouts to all of the artists in Flint that's doing their thing, man. Gun Hood, Zeke, Sway Montoya, uh, man, who else we got? We got Jada Ali who's doing her thing. Um, man, like, uh, Feli Barucca, um, let me see, man. Uh, who else? Like I said, we talked about Ace Cabana, Cam Tyler, Cam Howe, 
Um, man, I got a young singer. Her name is uh, Enjoy Melody. She's super dope, born and raised in Flint. Man, if I'm forgetting anybody, shout out to the Pioneers, the Dayton family. Rest in peace to MC Bree. Shout out to the uh, Dayton family and Top Authority just did they versus. Oh, yeah, and that versus battle. That's full and super dope. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, man, just shouts to, man, shouts to everybody from the city. Shouts to Terry Cruz. Shouts to, you know, just all of the people that's from the city that's that's keeping the city in the forefront, man. And, and it's super love to everybody. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. So, look, y'all, we go go ahead and wrap up. Oh, yeah, shit. Up. I forgot. Shouts to uh, uh, Jeff Sky. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Jeff, man, you got, man. If, if we really wanted to go down and shout out people, yeah. man, it's a lot, man. Shouts, got, to, shouts to Twice. Shouts to um, uh, GS The Dream. Right, come on. We, we, you know yeah, we, saying, yeah. Uh, Omega, Figure the, you know what I'm saying? We got Figure the Kid. <laughs> Figure the Kid, yes, we absolutely. Got the, we got the YSR Grams. YSR Grams. Yes, yes, everybody. Crispy, you know what I'm saying? Crispy life kid. Like, man, it's Absolutely. it's a lot, it's a lot of it's a lot of shouts art to, here. Like shouts to like man, it's a lot. So and Tay you, Boogie, we got Tay Boogie. Yeah, you know if we if we go on the RB side, man, we got everything, Drew, Brila Renee, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Rashad, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's yes. music through it's music through here, man. Yes, absolutely. And, and to all those artists we day, man, y'all know it's love, man. Like any 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 knowledge, information, or any features, man, if they need it, you know, I'm here, man. I, I'm, I'm assuming that big homie role that I done been through some things. I done been in the business for a little minute. And, man, I'm always here, man. I'm always here to spread love and keep the city unified, man. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. We appreciate oh, man, it. Wait, Mama Soul. How oh, man, I man, Mama, you're right. Mama Soul. Uh, yeah. man. Who, man. Okay. We go wait, and if we forgot anybody, blame our mind and not our heart. King Cashes, King Cash King has been Cash. doing this thing, hey. man. It's it's a lot, man. Hey, yeah, look, man. Hey, cause man, we can we can extend this out trying to name all this talent right. here in the city, <laughs> man. So look, if you know that you're doing your thing, like man, like he say, take it to our mind, not our heart, man. So yes, right man. here, ATC, we support radio, man. That was John Connor, man, and I appreciate you coming through and showing love, man. Oh, man, it's love, and thank you for having me. And, and when mo we start promoting Moonwater, man, we got to get Ace on here, man. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, I love I love to make I love to make that happen. Ace, Cam, like... You can, you can ask him all the tough questions about Moonwater there. Right, right, yeah, but I wasn't trying to put you on a spotlight on there. No, I love it. No, I love it. I'm just saying, now he going to be able to answer all the questions that people, you know what I'm saying, want to know right. from his perspective. I love that you asked me that. No, I wasn't saying it like that. Right, yeah, man, yeah. Like, man, it's, it's all love. And like I say, man, I appreciate it, man. No doubt, man. You already know it's love anytime. And we could do this again when we drop Delirium and SOS 2, man. Like, we could do this again. Okay, for sure, y'all. I, uh, I got the contact number, so I'll save it or whatever and just uh, reach out to you, man. Let's make it happen, man. All right, appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Peace, King. Uh